I think you can see in the chat bar that um, Psalm 73 is on page 428, and evening prayer starts on page 22. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 73 is on page 428. Truly God is loving unto Israel, even unto such as are of a clean heart. Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone, my treadings had well nigh slipped. And why I was grieved at the wicked, I do also see the ungodly in such prosperity. For they are in no peril of death, but are lusty and strong. They come in no misfortune like other folk, neither are they plagued like other men. And this is the cause that they are so holden with pride, and cruelty covereth them as a garment. Their eyes swell with fatness, and they do even what they lust. They corrupt other, and speak of wicked blasphemy. Their talking is against the Most High. For they stretch forth their mouth unto the heaven, and their tongue goeth through the world. Therefore fall the people unto them, and thereout suck they no small advantage. Tush, say, say they, how should God perceive it? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Lo, these are the ungodly, these prosper in the world, and these have riches in possession. And I said, Then have I cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. All the day long have I been punished, and chast chastened every morning. Yea, and I had almost said, Even as they, but lo, then I should have condemned the generation of thy children. Then thought I to understand this, but it was too hard for me. 
until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I the end of these men. Namely, how dost, thou dost set them in slippery places, and castest them down, and destroyest them. Oh, how suddenly do they consume, perish, and come to a fearful end. Yea, even like as a dream when one awaketh, so shalt thou make their image to vanish out of the city. Thus my heart was grieved, and it went even through my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, even as it were a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am always by thee, for thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and after that receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire in comparison of thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that forsake thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that are unfaithful unto thee. But it is good for me to hold me fast by God, to put my trust in the Lord God, and to speak of all thy works in the gates of the daughter of Sion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st verse of the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Then say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them a nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be king over them all. They shall no longer have two nations, nor shall they ever be divided into two kingdoms again. They shall not defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of the transgressions, but I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned and will cleanse them. Then they shall be my people and I will be their God. David, my servant, shall be the king over them and they shall all have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. Then they shall dwell in the land that I have given to Jacob, my servant, where your fathers dwelt and they shall dwell there they, their children, and their children's children forever, and my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them, and it shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will establish them and multiply them, and I will set my sanctuary in the midst forevermore. My tabernacle, shall, um, my tabernacle also shall be with them, Indeed, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The nations also will know that I am God. Sanctify Israel. Then my sanctuary is there in their midst forevermore. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. 
He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th verse of the 7th chapter of St. John. Now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught, and the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know letters, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but he who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you still seek to kill me? The people answered and said, You have a demon. Who is seeking to kill you? Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work, and you all marveled. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers, and you circumcised a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to appearances, but judge with righteous judgment. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, Grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. I liked um, Psalm 73. There's some uh, kind of neat stuff in there. We look at... Um, we look at um, the in the verse I'm, I'm looking for now. I just pull my finger off of it. <laughs> the people that I think it's like we we're we're here and the world is against us. And sometimes, like Psalm 73, the 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 writer of the psalm was was speaking as someone who feels like they were almost being overcome by the world. And by overcome, I don't mean like giving up of faith, but like losing hope that faith was going to win. And we see in verse 11, he says, Tush, this is speaking of the wicked, um, say, Tush say they, how should God perceive it? Is there knowledge in the Most High? And that's a challenge we get from our culture. Is, is God real? Is this really happening? How come it takes so long? Why do you believe something so crazy? Surely God couldn't be thinking this. And I think you've heard all of these things, and, and they get a little tiring. And so... Um, in 15, he says, Yea, and I almost said, even as they, but lo, then I should have condemned the generation of thy children. And he couldn't understand it. He, there was nothing he could do about it. And then in verse 17, he says, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I the end of these men. So we, in, in, our, in our faith as Anglicans at St. Matthew, St. Thomas, and and um, living by rule and, and praying the offices every day, we enter the sanctuary in the presence of God uh, two or three times a day, three on Sunday maybe, or two during the week, uh, at least one, we're here. And so when we enter the sanctuary, we can understand the greatness of God and, and what it means to us. So looking at Ezekiel in that passage that was read, what we see is three promises being made, and it summarizes the uh, future plans for Israel. And the first uh, promise is restoration. In verse 21, he says, gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. So he brought them, they were out, they had been punished and they're out in exile. And so he's going to bring them back and gather them. Um, the second promise is unification. So we know that the kingdom split and then they went into captivity. And uh, the promise is one king shall be king over them. They shall no longer be two nations, nor shall they ever be divided into two kingdoms again. And the third promise is purification. But I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned and will cleanse them. Then they shall be my people and I will be their God. And we see this in, in New Testament theology as we are restored to a, a, a relationship with God. And as Christians, uh, we are um, or co-partakers of God's mercy and grace with with the Jewish people who believe. So there was there's no separation in the in the believers. And of course the purification part were purified by the blood of Jesus. And here's the interesting thing: there were three covenants God made over time, and these promises in Ezekiel they fulfill all. When when these happen, they'll fulfill all three of the covenants. The first one is the 
Abrahamic covenant, the covenant with Abraham. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Uh, it also um, fulfills the Davidic covenant that he made to David, and it's probably a little longer, but I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel, and, you, and have made you a great name like the name of other great men on the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them and they may dwell in the place of their own and move no more, nor shall, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously. Since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies. So, and he, he will make us a house. And then he says to David, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom he shall build a house for my name and will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And of course, we see that in Jesus and we're living in the kingdom at this very time. We're just waiting for its total fulfillment. Um, he promises that they can admit sin. They'll chasten him and bring them back. My mercy shall not depart and your house and your kingdom shall be established forever. And finally, it fulfills the new covenant that we read about in Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I make a new covenant with the house of Israel, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day, my covenant which they broke, which gets God off the hook, but he doesn't, he still fulfills it. Though I was a husband to them, but this covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law into their minds and write it on their hearts. And of course, we see that fulfilled in the Holy Spirit being with us. So these three covenants are joined together and redeemed at the same time, even though God's been relieved of his duty because the covenant, which is a contract, was broken. But it wasn't broken by God, it was broken by man, but God still honored it. And anytime you see um, David being mentioned after David was already gone, it's referring to Jesus or the Messiah. So then we go to John and we see Jesus is pointing out his true nature. The people are against him and trying to uh, you know, what is this? Are you really God? There's no, you know, God wouldn't speak through you. You have a devil, all these things he's saying, but what he's saying about himself, it's not his own teaching, but God's. Um, and it could be verified by anybody who desired to do God's will. And it's not based on self-seeking. Of course, Jesus wasn't seeking glory for himself. He was fulfilling prophecy and uh, fulfilling his um, role and his um, Telos and his, his uh, destiny to become the Lamb of God. Um, he, they kept bringing up the law, and he brought up that none of them kept the law. And the reason I wanted to mention that none of them kept the law is because keeping the law on the outside is not keeping uh, the law of the heart. And that's what God's in Psalm 50, Psalm 51, all through the Old Testament, God said, hey, you do these things, but there's nothing changing inside of you. And so it's really important that we change on the inside. And we do that by humbling ourselves and letting the Spirit of God work through us and uh, not trying to accomplish it on ourselves, but by getting so close to God and letting the Spirit of God work through us that it happens in a, um, a naturally spiritual, unnatural way. <laughs> so um, anyway, the, the Jews were charging Jesus with being possessed, and he was showing them that they... Um, they were the ones that were breaking the law or breaking they were not fulfilling the law they were they were claiming to fulfill 
And one of the, the silly things was that he brought up is that if a child's eighth day is on, on a Sabbath, they circumcise them because there was, you know, two things going on, the Sabbath rest and the circumcision. And uh, he said, and that's a re restoration of the child to the covenant. So when he restored a man to health, he's talking to them about what um, critics they are and what, what um, hypocrites. So, of course, lesson for us is to not be hypocrites, to listen to the spirit, to walk in the spirit. And finally, to have faith that when the world is against us, when we feel like the writer of the Psalms, that we know that when we enter the sanctuary of God, that God's in control. And we don't have to be uh, afraid of what happens on earth. But we will continue with the intercession on page 590. And tonight we'll start by making our, our private intercessions. And then we'll begin the intercession in just a few seconds. Let us pray. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou the God of pity. Administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thanks, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Bye, Papa.